from legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Coming up, Ipswich Chamber of Commerce and Industry and Ipswich City Council renew their partnership under Mayor Theresa Harding. And later, Ipswich City Council's quarterly development report reveals the current state of home building activity in the city. I'll bring you the highlights. It's Wednesday, June 3, 2020, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australians since 1999. It was a shaky 18 months or so for the relationship between Ipswich Chamber of Commerce and Ipswich City Council when it was under administration. Chamber President Philip Bell didn't hold back on his criticism when I spoke with him during the election campaign on the 7th of March. Uh, it's the first year in our 115-year history where we don't enjoy um, the, the partnership support with our local council, and um, that is extremely disappointing. In fact, the only um, the only support that we're able to um, to achieve in working with council now requires, as I understand it, a 60-day approval and turnaround process. Now. The, the, the important thing to understand about that is that business moves faster than that. So whatever the emerging issues are for business, we as a Chamber of Commerce need to be dynamic, we need to move quickly, and we need to move in to provide support to business where and when it's required. Thankfully, things have improved significantly, judging by recent public statements from the Mayor and the Chamber. This week, there were further meetings which have flagged a more positive way forward. To explain more, I'm joined by Chamber President Phil Bell. Thanks for talking to Ipswich Today, Phil. Thanks, Alan. It's great to be with you again. The last time we spoke, Phil, the Chamber's relationship with Council had fractured somewhat. Since the election, what's been happening to rebuild that confidence and that relationship with Council? Yeah, Alan, so it's, um, it's fair to say that um, there were some challenges, not just for business, but right across the community in the in the transition from uh, a, an administrator through a Council election, which was challenging again, um, given the COVID-19 context, but now through to um, the situation we find ourselves in currently, which is a newly elected council, um, a new mayor, uh, uh, clearly a new vision, um, a new level of collaboration and community engagement. Uh, It's fair to say that aside from the the stability which the new council is providing, there's um, an incredible amount of uh, goodwill and and I think... um, positivity for the future of, of Ipswich generally. This week you also had a joint meeting with the Mayor and the Queensland Small Business Commissioner Marie Adshead. First of all, I think this role is temporary. Can you tell us what the role of the Commissioner is? Yeah, so the, the role of the Commissioner is, is largely to support business through um, the very challenging COVID-19 recovery process. Um, <clears throat> this, the, the, it's been long argued that the Commissioner can assist in a range of I guess, negotiation and mediation and disputes. Uh, but in particular, there's a significant role that the Commissioner can play in, uh, I guess, interpreting and understanding the mandatory code of conduct in relation to uh, leasing, and that includes commercial leasing for business, um, advocating and supporting not only um, tenants in those arrangements, but also landlords who we must recognise um, are, are usually uh, business people 
who can be similarly affected by the uh, by the consequences of COVID-19. What else was to come from those talks, Phil? Yeah, so aside from um, understanding and, and being able to um, to communicate with our members about where the Commissioner can play a role in supporting business, tenants and landlords, um, there's absolutely a commitment for the Commissioner to understand the more immediate um, challenges of COVID-19 and the consequences of that for business, but also... Um, I was really pleased with the way the Commissioner um, sought to deeply understand uh, what the pathway out of recovery of, from COVID-19 looks like. So what are the best means of, uh, of support for business and how we um, map and understand, a, I guess, a post-COVID-19 world, um, recognising, of course, that I think everyone would, would realise things will never be the same again. Business has adapted and is continuing to adapt. And what we look like as a, as a business community on the, on the other side is likely to be quite different to before. Well, with COVID-19, I assume all businesses are affected to some degree. What's your take on the situation broadly across Ipswich? Yeah, good question, Alan. There's still a lot of, I think there's still a lot of pain. Um, the, the, the adjustment, I guess, to the support packages has been challenging, um, not only in terms of understanding them and applying them, but uh, as I said, it, there's a large amount of um, challenges in the fixed cost space around utilities and and rates and leases that um, that business owners and managers need to map and understand their way through, and and also understand the way in which those support packages such as JobKeeper can uh, uh, can continue to support business on the road out beyond COVID-19. So um, there is a lot of pain currently. It's fair to say that hasn't gone away, um, but indeed. A lot of the support packages, in fairness, it's true to say, have also saved businesses and will enable them to, I think, uh, transition out of this disruption in a, in a quite a measured way. Well, despite the pandemic, the Chamber continues to grow in membership and particularly the diversity of businesses that are coming into the membership. How has this changed and evolved over the last five years? Yeah, well, I think that's um, above all else, Alan, and, and uh, I know I've shared my views on this with you before, the greatest of strengths of the Ipswich business community is its diversity. So uh, aside from being unconstrained geographically, we have vast areas of land, but we also have a significant diversity of industry um, and sector-specific strengths, including health, education, manufacturing, uh, technology, um, and uh, small business, including retail, professional services, and home-based business. Um, the the diversity of, of the business community is what gives us our strength and now that diversity is continuing to grow um, as as the community evolves and we're seeing significant growth in residential and commercial uh, development um, so does the business community and and business has a has a fantastic and amazing way of finding opportunities and realizing them Alan and that's what mm. I think uh, is is worthwhile being excited about in, in the business space in, in the Ipswich region with the limitations on social distancing and gatherings how have you been able to continue to serve the membership? During this time, yeah, again, a very good question. It's um, uh, I'm well supported by a fantastic board of volunteers on the Ipswich Chamber of Commerce, and and uh, a while ago, the chamber settled upon a strategy um, which involved connect, inform, and advocate. Now, <clears throat> it's important to also note that that the networking aspect of the chamber's services and activities is is really only it's less than a third of what we deliver uh, to our members and to the business community generally. So while there has been, it's true to say, an adjustment in a reduction in the amount of opportunity for face-to-face networking, 
Um, we as a chamber pride ourselves on the way we are able to very rapidly and dynamically um, disseminate information. And in times of crisis, including floods, natural disasters and and uh, pandemics, Alan, um, that kind of information can be really meaningful. So our, uh, we've simply transitioned our resources across to providing meaningful digital content that members and the business community generally can, can access um, uh, to help them navigate their way through uh, this crisis. And what's, uh, what's new on the horizon that you can uh, tell us about today, Phil? Well, I'm pleased to say to your earlier question um, uh, around the, the, the engagement and partnerships with uh, Ipswich City Council, we're, we're, we're t- talking and working together more closely than, than uh, we have been in the last um, several years. And that has resulted in some great um, collaboration around supporting business with um, understanding, I guess, the, the constraints in coming out of the COVID-19 crisis. There's a lot of que- unanswered questions for business around um, uh, you know, how many patrons or participants or customers are allowed, what the spacing needs to be, all of those safety and regulatory requirements that I know is really challenging for business to understand. Um, so I'm pleased to say through a really um, continuing and more positive partnership with Council, the Chamber's been able to to uh, interpret and understand a lot of that information and we're in a position to um, to release that and disseminate that very broadly to the business community so they have a very clear understanding of what, what their requirements are. And finally, Phil, you have a new staff member to introduce to us. Yeah, absolutely. It's my pleasure to introduce Renee Berry um, to the Chamber membership and the business community generally as our, as our new executive manager. Um, Renee's been with us now for almost two weeks, um, having uh, filled the very capable shoes of Carol Leving, who, who left us to pursue another opportunity. But um, uh, Renee has certainly um, begun with a, with a bang and immediate impact and has already begun engaging with our members and partners and doing a great job to support business in the community through this you know, ongoing challenge. Phil Bell, always a pleasure to catch up and appreciate the update from the Ipswich Chamber of Commerce. Thanks for talking to Ipswich today. Thanks very much, Alan. Ipswich recorded a population increase of 1,400 new residents in the March quarter, taking the city's population to just shy of 227,000. Much of this growth is in the suburbs of Spring Mountain, Red Bank Plains, South Ripley, Ripley and Collingwood Park. These encouraging figures were released this week by Ipswich City Council. The city's road network increased by a further 14.2 kilometres and pathways and bikeways by 14.3. Compared to this time last year, the population was closing in on 220,000. The same five suburbs were the growth hotspots 12 months ago. The increase in the number of dwellings in the top five suburbs in the first quarter of 2020 is down to 289 when compared to the same period last year which came in at 394. Again, compared to the March quarter of last year, there's been a more than doubling in the number of new lots approved in the first three months of 2020. There's been more than 2,000 plumbing inspections carried out and just over 11,000 school immunisations in the first three months of this year. To dig deeper into this data and for the complete planning and regulatory services report card, go to ipswichplanning.com.au. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, People-powered web hosting trusted by Australians since 1999.
You can share this podcast from your favourite app or play Ipswich Today from your smart speaker. Suggestions are welcome for future interviews and topics. Just go to the Ipswich Today Facebook page and leave a message. Music is from Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.